0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 11. This week I'm joined by the one and only foot coach, Steve Stokes, and market expert, Right Foot. This week we're going to be diving into Rule Breakers Team 1. Lots of new content to talk about with that. Flashback Conte, new store items, we're going to call that a Flex Tifo, squad updates and player reviews, and then we're going to end the show on our always popular hot takes and community questions. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Foot Coach, Steve. How are you, man? Thanks for joining us. Terrible. I've
1: got a bad throat. I've just spent 280,000 coins on the transfer market. It's dark, and they're changing the clocks on Sunday.
0: Hmm. Why do you have a bad throat? Uh, Never mind. Paul, thanks for joining us this week, bud. How are you?
2: I am very good. Happy to be here. Made a few coins at 6 p.m., so I'm I'm happy. Happy as Larry.
0: Who's Larry? My dad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump straight into it. Rule Breakers, team one. Quite a few new cards in there. Paul, what stands out to you the most with Rule Breakers, team one?
2: I've been having a look. I like Casemiro. Big, strong lad in middle. Seems reasonably priced. His pace is 70. But the one that really stands out is Onyeka, the CDM. 84 rated Nigerian. Mm-hmm. He looks really good. We've got 133k on Xbox at the moment, and I expect that to rise. But his dribbling's insane.
0: Yeah, we also got a David Silva card, which... His special cards that they've been doing the last few years have always been really good. The, really, the big downfall for me with these cards, specifically David Silva, is that two-star weak foot. It never seems to get a bump. I know if Matt was here, he would be all about Mr. Arnautovic, so I'll give him a shout-out. I'm sure Matt's already bought him, got him in the team. seen a lot of people in Discord already packed him. Steve, who are you liking from Rule Breakers Team 1?
1: Before we get to, uh, to who I like, I think that's rather obvious. Anybody who knows me should be able to guess that one. I want to come back to to Paul's to pick, uh, Frank Onyeka. This card reminds me a lot of the flashback Kante that we got during the week, the SBC. And it says on the card that it's a CDM. Well, I would argue very strongly that it's not a CDM at all. It's got high, high work rates and its defensive stats are, are pretty good, maybe lacking in aggression a bit. Dribbling is excellent. It's going to be a great box-to-box card. I think it'd be a bit of a waste at CDM, to be quite honest with you. The shooting is what lets it down, I suppose, but how many shots are you actually taking with your CMs? Decent card, uh hundred and thirty thousand. It's really affecting the price of Kante as well. Kante is absolutely in the bin at the moment with the SPC that came out and now this. So I'd imagine quite a few people that were complaining that the Kante's were were unaffordable. Probably got him in the club now, so that's one good one good thing to come from the Rule Breakers promo. The card that stands out to me. Uh, is not the card that I've bought I've bought one of these cards as I said earlier spent 280k um, but the one that I'd like if I had the coins would be Usman Dembele quite predictably 5 star 5 star great shooting on him now although the Composure 84 bit of a worry for a, a premium priced card like that really they've toned down the pace but that's easily fixed by a chemistry card and yeah it's, uh, it's, it's everything that you'd expect Dembele to be really the card that I've bought, I know you're all dying to know, is Trent Alexander Arnold. Been doing a bit of experimenting this week with the early crosser trait. Bit of a clue as to what's about to drop in the in the Foot Academy coming up in the next week as we go into the next month. So yeah, I've I've been messing around with the early crosser trait. It seems really, really effective once you get the hang of it and once you get it working in the in the right setup. So I'm looking forward to using that. I had a Had a brief run with him before we started, just so I could speak about him with a little bit of authority. Just played the one game with him, so take this with a massive pinch of salt. But he feels really nice. I put an engine on him because I don't think the majority of stats, the defensive stats, they're they're okay for a fullback. You don't really need the shadow. You don't really need to max out the pace and and the defending any more than they are. So, yeah, had an engine on him. He was matched up against Inform Lozano for a lot of the game. Handled him beautifully. Crossing is on point. Felt great on the ball. Nice card. Whether it's worth two hundred eighty thousand or not is another matter. But yeah,
0: impressed. What about Renaud Ripart?
1: Who? What about him? It's a good name. Ripart, three star, three star striker. Eighty three pace, eighty three shooting, eighty defending. Going to come in handy on a striker. Mad for that.
2: I just packed him at six o'clock from my rivals rewards. So I'm hoping that everybody thinks it's absolutely horrendous and it turns out to be the best card of FIFA 22, but I doubt it looking at footman,
0: I mean, you talk about a box-to-box. That one could be a box-to-box. If you look at it, high-high, 80 defending, 80 physical, 88 dribbling with an engine, 84 passing with an engine. I mean... To be fair, I was thinking, as you said,
1: it actually, is, it was just sort of distilling. It's, you can easily position change him from striker to, to centre-mid, and yet... Yeah, French, got decent links. That that might actually be a bit of a hidden gem you found there, Hunter. Decent defensive awareness at 82. Reminds me a bit of the old, can't remember the promo, but they did a silly Ibrahimović card one year where they turned him into a centre-back, didn't they? But that's that's, actually, that's a really well-rounded card. I'd, 30k on PlayStation. I might look into that a bit more deeply. That's uh,
0: mm. interesting. This one, to me, is the only card that really is a genuine, quote, rule-breaker. Being that he's a striker and you could use him as a midfielder, almost as a a CDM in some areas, maybe, if you really needed one. But all these other cards, to me, have stats familiar with that position. What's the idea of the Rule Breakers promo to you, Steve?
1: Bloody good question, Hunter. Didn't we ask this last year? And the year before, I think. Probably the year before that as well. What are the rules? What are the rules that have been broken? How can you break a rule if the rule doesn't exist? Yeah. These are the deep philosophical questions that, that need to be answered, don't they? Funnily enough, I was talking on Twitter to Chris Denny from the Casual Foot Podcast, and this is exactly what we were saying. Yeah, it's uh it's a bit of a nonsense really, isn't it? It just gives them carte blanche to dip the grabby hands into the database and and do with it what they will, really.
0: Have their wicked way. Yeah. Since nobody's mentioned it, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Antoine Rudiger finally gets the pace he deserved on his gold card. I guess that's the rule he broke, was he actually broke the speed of sound.
1: Yeah, ironically, speed of sound, it's all gone very quiet, hasn't it? Mm.
2: Tumbleweeds.
0: Well, what about uh, this objective card, Antonio, striker from West Ham? Paul, you had a look at him?
2: I've had a really quick look at him on footman and then said, no, definitely not uh, wasting my time doing that one. Why?
0: What's the big deal?
2: It's got a three star week foot and you know, you could pick up a similar card probably for seven K off the market, not interested. It's just a time suck, it's just a card here I've put in there. Premier League striker gets people playing the game. For me personally I have enough time rivals, weekend leagues to to fill my FIFA quarter for the week.
0: Yeah, what about the requirement, Steve? There's a requirement in there that you have to win minimum four games by two goals. I can just see it happening already. You're going to go up a goal and people are going to quit out, so you can't get your second goal, and it's going to drive people berserk. What do you think? Brilliant way of answering your own question. Yeah, but I asked you. I agree. There's other objectives. Yep. Paul, what do you think about the other objectives (laughs) that you have to obtain?
2: It's a really strange one, isn't it? They've absolutely lost their minds, I think, this week in the – EA, Vancouver, I think they've thought, what's the most random thing we can do? Let's break some rules. So they've done a requirement where you need a silly amount of leagues, silly amount of nations, and 44 chemistry. Then they have put it in a max chemistry rule set where chemistry doesn't matter. So it's like, I think what we'll do, we'll waste some more of your time building this stupid f***ing squad... Which don't matter anyway because we're going to give you a max chem. Off you go, lads. People are going to start doing objective solutions on Twitter. You're going to need to have solutions to. F- to sorry for the swearing. You're going to need solutions to to start. There's
1: no point in apologising. We just f- bleep it out. I thought yeah, just go with it.
2: I thought people would appreciate my apology, heartfelt. But yeah, it's just it's just a little bit silly. Maybe they've gone down the rule breaker route and broke some rules. But to me, it just seems a similar... They have not really broke any rules just on the same bullshit that they do every other week.
1: It's it's wacky, isn't it? Zany. It's like they've sort of left Zaro in charge for the
0: week. I heard they
1: run the servers out of his living room. That rumour is going around on Twitter. I have seen that. Just before we move on from Antonio, I use this card a fair bit in a starter squad. And I don't want to be totally negative about it because it can be a bit of a handful. And there are reasons why he was useful in a starter squad. I'm not sure he'd be that useful now. Stats-wise, if you look slightly beneath the surface of the face value stats, look at his shooting, for instance. 91 finishing, 91 shot power. What's not to love about that on a free card? 93 attack positioning. So this is a striker that's going to finish, and then you move away from the shooting category, look at dribbling, and whoa, hang on a minute, he's got 74 composure. So 91 finishing and 91 shot power, they're not going to mean anything if he shits himself every time there's a defender right behind him.
0: Yep, I agree. It's going to be one of those cards that's... Uh, maybe, maybe we're wrong on this one, but uh, it seems like he's only going to be good in space, which might be one of those counter-attacking style cards with uh, with that sprint speed. You, you know, slap a hunter on that, he's off to the races. But Don't want to be
1: negative, but space is probably the best place for that card.
2: Yeah, I think what will happen is he'll get a new hyper-motion animation, and when a defender comes from behind, he'll go, whoo! Chums a mile.
0: (laughs) For those of y'all who are listening and can't see, that's Paul's doing a scared animation like he just saw a ghost. So there you go. That's our throwback to the uh, the promo we used to get this time of year, which was the Ultimate Scream promo, which I know Matt will be sorely disappointed we didn't get this year. But there we go. Maybe we'll get some high-promotion Halloween animations.
2: In the store now, 40,000 FIFA points for the new high-promotion animation pack. Coming soon.
0: I'd buy that shit. All right. Well, what about the um, the SBC we got today from Rule Breakers and Kunku? The Cam, he's French, he's medium, medium, four-star skills, three-star weak foot, decent stats. you going to be doing that SBC, Steve? Free player project?
1: Quite possibly on the free player project, yeah. It's a decent card. I've used his, I can't remember why or when, but I've used his inform at some point, and he's decent. He's a, as you say, medium, medium, so maybe not so much box-to-box, more sort of, Edge of one box to the edge of the other box, perhaps. But he—he feels—he's one of these cards that feels great on the ball. He's got a lean body type and he's five foot ten, so a bit of a beanpole. And he just—he handles really well on the ball. And I've said before, I think that's a really important thing this year in FIFA, particularly with centre mids. So yeah, good value. That's—that's that's something that's—that's that's definitely on the list.
0: It looks like there's two versions of this in Cuckoo. Am I wrong?
2: No, there is two versions. It's like with the Inarchy Williams that we got last year, where you can yeah. pick one with shooting or one with passing. So one of them has 93 yeah. passing, which is amazing, and 75 shooting. The other one has 85 shooting and 74 passing. Hmm. I really like the idea of this. I think you can pick what suits your team, and it's a great idea. I the the run with it and do more of these SBCs. Yeah. There's actually
1: quite a big disparity in terms of in-game stats between the two cards. The one with the passing boost has 2,368 total in-game stats, and the one with the shooting boost only has 2,315. So that, for everybody who's good at maths, is a discrepancy of 53 points.
0: Hmm. Thanks for that, Steve. Really needed that. You're welcome. I'm going to definitely try to get Rudiger into my team. That's the last thing I'm going to say. They finally gave Rudiger justice.
1: While we're on Chelsea, Hunter, what are your thoughts on the flashback Kante? Is that something you were doing? You've, now you've got Kante, haven't you? You've got you've got the...
0: Yeah, I've got Kante already, the, the gold version. I packed him earlier in the year. And to me, the gold version is better for what I need. I need a good, strong CDM who's going to hold it down, quick reactions, fill that gap. And he's done that for me. I think this flashback Kante, it's not a bad card. I think it's priced... A lot of people think it's priced high, but I think it needed to be. Because it's a popular card. It's also high, high. And as you said, just like the other card we talked about earlier, that Conte flashback is a box-to-box. People are going to ruin that card with a shadow. I've already seen it in several games. That card needs an engine. Like Steve, you mentioned on Twitter, the same thing. Slap a dead eye on him. He's a great box-to-box. So if you can't afford the gold Conte and you have fodder in your club, go out and get this card. He's going to be fantastic for you going box-to-box. He even got a slight stamina increase, but... Yeah, if I didn't have them already, I would definitely do them. I don't know what you guys think about Kante.
2: Yeah, I think yesterday there was quite a big difference in the price between the gold Kante and the SBC. But today, gold Kante has dropped a little bit more with supply and the new promo. And now I think there's like a 15K difference on Xbox. So my advice would be buy the gold. Use the gold if you're looking for a CDM. As these guys have said, is. Is a different card, is a flashback for different purposes.
1: I've done the flashback and I've played over ten games with it now. I really like it. I d I've actually I sold my gold Kante when it came out yesterday, because obviously you know the bottom was gonna fall out of it. Got the uh the new Kante in there, the flashback, and played him as a box to box CM. He's fantastic, he's really good. And I I did try all kinds of different chem cards on him. I said on Twitter that people would ruin him with a shadow chem card. So I tried pretty much everything apart from shadow on him. Just didn't seem right. Put shadow on him. What do you know? That's the one. So <laughs> I've got to eat humble pie and say that, uh, yeah, can't be right all the time, folks.
2: You were wrong. I'm not, I'm not having it. I was wrong. I am not having it.
1: Nowhere. That's not the first time. I, I was wrong in 1998. Mm-hmm. Wow. September. Yeah. School reunion. You don't want
0: to know. Well, I would have been wrong too then. It just seems like you're missing out on a lot of other stats for something that you would use as a box-to-box, but maybe people are good enough to use him as a CDM. I don't know. Um, Try him box-to-box, shadow on him, gets the job really? done. Hmm. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Good to know that you've admitted when you were wrong as well. Team of the Week 6. Are we excited about Team of the Week, or has Team of the Week already become irrelevant, Paul? <sighs>
2: I don't know if it's become irrelevant. There's still some decent cards in this team of the week. You've got... Who have you got? Who's not discard? Salah. Upamecano. Alaba's 26k already. So, you know, you've not got many cards that you'd probably want to use, but you'd be really happy if you got Salah in you. In your red picks. Just one card. You'd be quite happy-ish if you got Upamecano, but... The, I suppose it depends what week you catch it on. Last week's Team of the Week was totally irrelevant, absolutely trash. It just needs a it needs a facelift and it needs one quite quickly because, you know, we've, we're we six weeks in. But I, I don't know what they can do with it apart from totally overhaul it, really. I don't know if you guys have got any ideas about what they could do with Team of the Week because I think they need some.
1: problem with it is, and we've, we've been through it before, is that EA... Are- voluntarily having themselves held hostage to fortune, aren't they? Because they can't control what happens in, in real life football at the weekend, and that's what dictates team of the week. So it's just it's it's a bad concept. It needs to go, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. This entire team of the week, if you take out the Salah and the silver cards, this entire team of the week would cost you about 330k on PlayStation, which that's including the bench players. I mean you've got everything is basically discard. Or near discard.
1: For the price of N'Golo Kante, goodbye pretty much the whole team of the week then.
0: Yeah.
2: And you know, I liked the idea of the featured team of the week. That was a good idea. And I remember they used Jude Bellingham as their sort of poster boy for it at the start of this game cycle. But then they didn't give Jude Bellingham it when he was in that team of the week. So yeah, they're just decent idea with a the featured team of the week, but it's, they've limited themselves with the by saying that it could only be used with cards that are A to rated and under only and given one most.
0: If you want to get caught up on who's all been given a featured team of the week card, you can find that information at fifauteam.com. There's a link we'll put it in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. fifauteam.com to stick with my Chelsea rants, Mason Mount, he would be a great midfielder, but they made him a right forward, right mid. It just makes the card instantly just not usable in that position. I mean, he's he just doesn't have it. Unless you play a super slow build up and you're a possession type of player. Other than that, Mason Mount on the wing or on the right forward, he's not going to get it done. Uh, It just doesn't fit the FIFA bill, in my opinion. The
1: easy way to fix this, they've kind of dug their own grave with it, really, because the criteria for getting a team of the week card, they're not actually, it's, it's like an unwritten rule, isn't it? There's nothing saying that this is the case. But if you get a couple of goals and an assist as a forward or a midfielder, you're going to get in team of the week. If you keep a clean sheet and score a goal as a defender, you're going to get in team of the week. So, as I said, EA are very much hostage to fortune in terms of what happens each weekend. And how that dictates who gets a team of the week card. The easy way around this is just to go on match ratings. You know, you you could pick a source for match ratings and if a player got, say, an 8.5 or something, that could get them in team of the week. So they wouldn't necessarily have had to score a goal, got an assist or what have you. And it would give EA much more license to just spice the team up a bit.
2: That's a great idea, actually, because sometimes people can have an amazing game, be... So impactful in the game. Not get a goal or assist, but like you say, get a decent and It'll open their pool of players to choose from up massively. It's a good idea, that. Silver Stars was good this week. Yeah,
1: brilliant. Um, decent super sub for coming off the bench. Miguel León. I've done it. I've, I've, got a, I've got a really nice Silver Stars squad, actually, but I, I haven't actually got any of the Team of the Week Silver Stars cards in it. I've just got a really stacked bench at the minute because it's, it's quite difficult to link them. But, yeah, well, you guys know I I love Silver Stars, like doing it every week, and I think the trick with these is just to keep collecting them because one day, hopefully, it'll all make sense.
0: Yeah. Hope so. I mean, we thought that last year we didn't get it. So hopefully they they learn from that and we'll go forward with that. But one thing that the Silver Stars has done to the market is it's given purpose to silver cards. It's actually given price changes to silver cards. I mean, look at the the two silver inform cards in the latest team of the week. They're both over 20K. When's the last time you've seen that? I mean, people didn't really care about them last year, but now they're relevant, which is good. That's a positive thing they've done for team of the week. Maybe they can do something with implementing tournaments with team of the week gold cards. That would be great. Interesting going forward, wouldn't it?
1: I'd still like to see a bronze lounge. That's what I'd like to see. Make bronze cards relevant again.
0: Again?
2: Yeah. Shoot me now.
1: (laughs) Used to have bronze tournaments and that back in the day. People used to have bronze teams. I can remember hashtag Harry going bloody 40 and 0 in a weekend league using a bronze team. No way. Yeah, absolutely. May have been FIFA, FIFA 17, 18.
2: I'm still struggling for eight wins over here, and I've got a team worth quite a bit more than most of those bronze players. Speaking of good things that they've done this week, whether I agree with some of the stuff they say on the, the show or not, I think they've, the fact that they've been putting little clips from their Top Bins episodes out on Twitter and trying to communicate with the community a little bit more is a step in the right direction because some things aren't always clear, are they? So I think those little snippets that they're putting out, they're listening, you know, they've had a lot of people talking about bands and soft bands and all that, so they took a little clip from brass bands, (laughs) the Tucker, the Tucker elastic bands, any more bands
0: bands, make them dance,
2: but they, yeah, they've taken little clips, posted them out there. And I think the more they communicate, the better. It's just, it's just good. And I think they are really trying to make steps in that direction.
0: Yeah, Zaro posted something the other day about a hashtag no confusion campaign, which is all good. I mean, it's, it's good that they want to clear up confusion. One thing that I saw that was pretty popular this week on Twitter was season milestone rewards. There was quite a few people that were confused. I know, Paul, you were confused a bit on it. I was reading the pitch notes compared to what they had on the EA website, which kind of contradicted each other. One said you can win up to three rewards and the other one said you would win the reward for your tier. Steve, can you clarify how season milestone rewards work? He's taking the piss. <laughs> what? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you don't want to do it? No, I, I don't. I don't understand half of this, mate. This, this half of it is my own fault because I've never made the effort to figure it out. I've just sort of learned it as I've gone along. I want to play a bloody football video game. I don't want to be sat there trying to figure out what the bloody rules are to get my rewards. Or okay. then, nah, to hell with it. I, yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous. It's disgusting.
0: Always positive from Steve. Season milestone rewards, the way it works, you have to complete a certain amount of games. You don't have to win. You just have to complete. So as long as you don't rage quit, you'll get credit for that game. The max number of games is 90 for your tier one. And you get just the tier one rewards for whatever division you're in at the end of the season. You don't get everything that you've gotten before it, although it shows a green check mark like you have achieved it. As soon as you hit the next tier, the previous tier goes away you get tier two rewards. You get tier one, tier two goes away. And it's only for that one division. So for those who think you get all those packs, like you're going to have 30 or 40 packs at the end of the season, you're going to be sorely disappointed because that's not how it's going to play out.
2: <laughs> I don't find that funny, Steve. I was expecting 37 packs in two weeks time. And now I'm just getting two. I feel robbed, but I also feel quite stupid as well. Cause it, I, why did I think they were going to give us 37 packs? You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's, a, you know, that's kind of ridiculous. I'll take my two Jumbo Rare players packs. It seems reasonable enough for 90 games of FIFA.
0: Did you guys see the, um, these, these flex TIFOs? That's what I'm, I'm referring to them as flex TIFOs in the objectives. If you win five games in Division 8 or whatever they are, there's different levels to them. If you win five games in Division 3, you get a gold TIFO showing where you are in rivals. And if you get five wins in Elite... Wait, you can, you can flex that you've got five wins in Division 8? Yeah, man, flex Tifo. You know, it's just like all the the screenshots people put on Twitter. Like, elite made it to elite. Look, flex. I like it's like a soft flex. I like it. We we let's not talk about
1: soft flexes and things <coughs> like that after what happened last week. Okay, let's just let's draw a firm line here and move past it like grownups.
0: we spent too much time on the flex. Let's do something a little bit different this week. I want to talk about our squads, what cards we're using why we're using these cards. That'll lead us kind of into our player review section. We'll take one card from our squad and we'll talk about them. Paul, who are you using in your squad and why do you like them so much?
2: Cooler player of the month. What an absolute beast Mm. He's an absolute beast. He looks like a tank until he's not. No, I'm not (laughs) joking. He's he's just as a beast. Like he seems to win every tackle. He's got a funny little animation. He sort of runs with his head down and his shoulders up and it, He just always seems to be there. I use him with Marquinhos at the back, and I think he's as good, if not better, than Marquinhos, and I think Marquinhos is amazing. I know he's gone now, so you can't go do him, but I've played against the gold a few times, and he seems to be be reasonable. The only issue is links with him. I'm quite fortunate that I packed Mane, so I've got a link there, and Theo. But yeah, those who know, know he's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like you said, it's too late anyway. It is. Steve? Yeah, this is a bit
1: awkward. I've had to actually pull up my squad on the console to remind myself of who's currently in it, which may sound a bit odd. One of the pitfalls of, of what I do with the Foot Academy and what have you is that occasionally I'll have to do something silly like sell my entire team just to try something new, and you've caught me on one of the days where that's happened. So just to give you a flavour of my team at the minute, I've got Allison in gold. Trent Alexander-Arnold right back, Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Robertson, Fabinho, you know where I'm going with this don't you, Salah, Mane, Firmino etc. So there's a very strong Liverpool contingent which may be a clue as to what's going to pop up in the academy Patreon next week. I've been messing around with the early crosser trait as I kind of mentioned when we talked about Trent Alexander-Arnold so basically try to build a team around that and replicate the way that Liverpool play in real life. It's Really good fun. Uh, I've been doing that for a lot of today, really, with, with a lot of success and uh, bringing some joy back to FIFA. So, yeah, I've I've gone very kind of anti-meta, got rid of Messi, got rid of Mbappe, got rid of Kante, and uh, gone with the Liverpool boys. So, all good. I can't, can't tell you anything about them because I haven't played enough games. But,
0: you know, looks nice. The games that you have played, are you still having success?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they hold their own. And it's people, we're at that stage now where – I wouldn't say that a meta's evolved, but everybody's playing roughly the same way. I think it's fair to say. You tend to see roughly the same formations. So when people come up against a 4 3 3 false 9, that tends to throw them a little bit. And when they get somebody whipping in early crosses, which, uh, which you don't really see in this year's game, because you can only really maximise that if you use players that have got the early crosser trait. And I think I'm correct in saying there are only three above 80 rating in the entire database that are fullbacks that that have it. I think there's only Robertson, Trent, and Jesus Navas. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a little bit unconventional. Text people by surprise. It's great. Join the Foot Academy. Join the Patreon. Get your hands on it. Make FIFA fun again.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well said, Steve. One player I want to touch on, I'm going to try to pronounce his name correctly, Chuamini. The CDM from Ligue 1, French. Hooray.
1: I've heard every pronunciation under the sun of that name, apart from I the just, direct one.
0: I'm just going to refer to him as Chu, as in not Chu Boy, but, you know, Chu. Chu a many. You nailed it. But, uh, yeah, I got Hakimi, kimpembe, Varane, Mindy, Loris, Kante, Chu, Akir, Coman, Dembele, and the rat, Ben Yedder. chumani has been... Really, really good for an 82 rated CDM. I put an engine on him, tried shadow, didn't like it. Engine, he turns, moves better, fills those gaps quicker. He's just, he's got that physical presence, complements Conte very well. And last I checked, he was extinct on the market, which his price range was only 30K. But if you have some coins laying around and you need a CDM, kind of reminds me a lot of the old school Sissoko from back in the day. Really like that. He's
1: another car. high, high, isn't he? Isn't he high, high? Yeah,
0: he's high, high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets up and down. He's got decent passing, strong, wins the ball, wins headers. He's tall, good card, relatively cheap. That's going to move us on into hot takes, our new favorite segment of Footballer Season 2. The first hot take we have, and we're going to try to keep it clean this week, Steve. Dave W. from the Discord, he has quite a lengthy post. We're going to summarize it here. But what Dave is getting at is he would like to see subdivisions in rivals so as you would have divisions 10 to 1 then you would have an elite version of those divisions so that you would have a wider spread and you would have better matchmaking steve what do you think about dave's hot take
1: well i think to sort of try and paraphrase there i think what dave's suggesting is that there should be as is divisions 10 to 1 and then when you get to the elite division that should be split within into 10 divisions within itself
0: so 20 total
1: yeah i I understand it, but it's that's kind of already how it is in that when you first go into the elite division, you enter it with a skill rating of one thousand eight hundred and that increases or decreases based on the results that you get playing opponents from within the elite division. If you win, it goes up if it if you lose it goes down so Although you don't have the structure of separate divisions within the elite division, you do have a system where you're going to get easier and harder games depending on your results. So it's kind of a division system, but without being visibly
0: a division system, if that makes sense. That makes sense. My one question is, is there a floor for elite? I mean, is there a certain skill level once you get to, you cannot go below that? If you can't relegate, I mean, what happens to your skill rating if you just keep losing games?
1: I I guess technically you could go as low as as zero. So you could have a skill
0: rating of zero being in the elite division?
1: As far as I know, technically.
0: Interesting. I'm sure that probably plays a part as to where you'll get placed for season two, I would imagine.
1: Hashtag no confusion. <laughs> <laughs> let's start a fucking movement. That'll fix it. Let's, let's get trending. Paul, what do you think about Dave's hot take?
2: I think when it comes to the elite division, like Steve's already said, you're going to get in there and if you're not good enough to compete at the 1,800 skill rating, you're just going to get spanked until you hit your level. And, you know, we've only got a couple of weeks left of the season, so those people in there at the bottom end are going to get relegated out there uh, next season. So it'll all find its way out, and it's all new, and I'm wondering, are they going to adjust things a little bit in the next season? We just don't know, do we, at the moment, so... We don't know if they will. No. We don't know. They might just leave it the same, but I think...
1: I'm really worried. I want to go back to something that we discussed last week. I'm really worried about this situation with people not wanting to get promoted next season because we did talk about it briefly, and I think it was you who said, Paul, that it's we could end up with a situation where it's a race to score the first own goal. And I, I was thinking about that. It's, that's kind of what will happen, but if we get to a stage where people are just trying to win one and lose one because they don't want to get promoted. There's going to become a new skill in FIFA, which is going to be all about trying to get to the forfeit match tile before your opponent does. Because if you don't want to win that game and your opponent scores an own goal and hits pause, the only way that you can avoid picking up that win is by getting to the forfeit match tile before him. It's going to be a bit
0: wacky. Couldn't you just... Quit in the loading screen as the game's loading up. Just rage quit your DNA. God,
1: then why are we even talking about this? This shouldn't be a thing. This this really shouldn't be a thing. You will
2: get banned for that, Hunter.
0: The, the only way they can combat this is to incentivize people with better rewards. That's the only way out, I think. If they're going to keep this system, they're going to have to juice the rewards and give people a reason to stay where they are, because that's why people play for the most part.
1: We're rehashing last week's pod, but I agree with what Matt said. Just loosen matchmaking.
2: But, you know, as well, like we've just said, you're going to find your level once you get into the elite division. You might take a thumping for a week, but I'm sure there's things that we can learn from that. And, you know, you're going to find your level, so I think it will maybe find its way. It just depends how early you get into the elite division, I suppose. If you're up there quick and you're in there in the first few weeks of the season and, you you know, just from absolutely hammering the game, you're going to be in a bit of trouble, aren't you? Because you're going to be in there with people who've got there quickly from winning lots of games quickly.
0: The last thing I want to say about rivals though, the way they have it set up this year, it should please the majority of the community because even like someone like myself right now, I'm I'm two wins from actually one win. I'm on a streak one win from division two. Now, does that really mean I'm a division two player? Would I've been in division two three weeks ago? If I had this team, we don't know because as people move into elite, they can't move down. So that, basically means everything below that becomes easier as people move up. So as the season progresses, division rivals should become easier for everybody else. So the only ones that are really going to suffer from this are the elite Division
2: 1 type of players. And once they're there, they're stuck.
1: There are now roughly 100,000 people in the elite division.
2: One thing that I found a bit difficult as well is I play a lot of co-op. And when I play a co-op, we are probably better than when I play by myself. So I end up moving through the ranks quite quickly. And then when, you know, I can see us getting towards the elite division, but then when I'm playing on my own, it, I'm not at that level. So I'm wondering if, the you know, something needs to be done about that. Because I imagine that if you're an okay player and you play with somebody who is amazing, you'll get yourself into the elite division and you're stuck just because your mate's amazing at FIFA.
1: That's that's how it all started, Paul, really. It, it was a case of people playing with their mates who were better or mates that had spent FIFA points and, and built a really good team. And you can understand the ethos behind it. People thought, well, I'll get a piggyback into the elite division, I'll get cracking rewards, and, you know, they've, they've ended up shooting themselves in the foot. And you could say they've probably got what they deserved for, for trying to uh, cut corners.
0: Got what they deserved. If if that was their motive behind it, I would agree. But if they just wanted to have fun and play with their friend and by default, they got moved up, that's just unfortunate for them for trying to enjoy the game. I haven't been playing it near as much as I have FIFA 21, but my time spent on it has been enjoyable as of late. So we have three questions we're going to get to before we close out the show. Steve, I'm going to come to you on this one. Martin P. from the Discord asks, I would like to ask what I should do to become better at defending cutbacks. I concede many goals like that.
1: Cut the passing lane, fundamentally. Try and stop people from attacking out wide. So just protect that area of the pitch, I guess, fundamentally. When somebody's attacking down your wing, don't worry so much about covering the the pullback pass towards the edge of the penalty area. Always favour the byline. So that's going to be your first form of protection. And if they do actually manage to to penetrate the penalty area, and they do look for the pullback. You've just got to look at where the striker is and just, just get on the jockey button, L2. Don't hold sprint jockey when you're defending in the penalty area. You will end up on roller skates. But yeah, if if it comes to that, look at where the striker is and, and cut the passing lane to the striker, and trust your goalkeeper to make a save if they try and shoot near post, which is what normally happens if, uh, if the passing lane is covered.
0: Nicely done, Steve. Next question is from Mister 17 and 11 He says, before I ask this question, get your minds out of the gutters. He said, it's a genuine question. How many fingers do you use? I use three as soon as I try a fourth. My mind seems to forget what button does what, and I just start hitting any old thing. How many fingers do you use, Paul?
2: I use my whole hands on the controller. What does he mean?
0: I think what he means is, how do
1: you work the R1, R2, L1, L2 bars? tend to just use one finger and alternate between the two, up and down. One finger. Some players use all four
0: fingers. So you use one finger for each side? Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah, I can't use two fingers. It all goes really wrong. Hmm.
1: I'm
0: a four-finger kind of guy.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine So you hold not using four fingers.
0: That's, a, that's right.
2: Like that? Paul's
0: doing like a little crab hand gesture right
2: oh, now. Oh, you're but on yeah. that inferior console though, aren't you? We're on Xbox. We, you only need one finger on each side.
0: Steve?
1: No, I'm on Xbox. So I use two.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. You're, mm. You use two as well? Yeah. Oh, man. Can I just see your hands? Yeah? Just four fingers. and Oh, Steve's just got two fingers on each hand pointing directly at me. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe, I, that, maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Maybe I'll hit the elite division if I use two fingers on each side. I mean,
1: seriously, you are putting yourself at a disadvantage if you are just using one finger because... People talk about input delay to you know till the cows come home and what have you, but yeah. you, you're obviously delaying your reaction time if you're moving a finger from from L two to L one. So
0: having to move that finger from L two to L one is essentially you handicapping yourself to playing on a game of like ninety ping because it's going to take you at least ninety milliseconds to move that finger to the other button. Yeah. I mean, ninety milliseconds yeah. is fast, so you're but, giving yourself delay by not having your finger already on that button. If that makes sense.
2: It does make sense. Yep. I have got very fast fingers. According to who? No comments.
0: Yeah. Last question comes from Totter from the Discord. He says Play new gen and wait 30 minutes for a game, or old gen and wait two minutes. I'll hang up and listen. New gen. Steve. New gen. I'm going to say new gen as well.
1: There's no room for old gen.
0: Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's going to wrap us up this week. That was, um, I'm glad we got through that question segment unscathed. Paul, real quick, where can they follow you on social and Twitch?
2: Not really loads on Twitch recently, but right foot, W-R-I-G-H-T, and right fucking foot on Twitter, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T, the fastest fingers in town.
0: Fastest fingers on the street, Steve. I, uh, yeah, follow that, I guess. You can find me
1: on Twitter at the Foot Coach, and obviously there's also the patreon start of a new billing month so it's a good time to be joining it. We've got a lot in there at the moment already, we've got lots of uh, lots of guides to getting to grips with FIFA 22 the things you need to adjust to how to sort out your build up play, how to split defences, all kinds of good stuff in there and we're going to start having a bit more fun with it this month so there's going to be some custom tactics in there I think I've pretty much blown the gaff already so it's no surprise to say that we're going to have a how to play the Liverpool way at the 2021-22 version where we're going to take advantage of the of the new early crosses and what have you so that should all be good stuff so yeah patreon.com forward slash foot academy if you want to check that out and uh, very reasonably priced as well if I do say so myself
0: very good if you would like to join the discord the free portion of the footballers discord there is a link on our website and in the show notes you can follow us on twitter at footballers pod that's footballers with a z you can follow me on twitter at the foot hunter the underscore foot underscore hunter and i just want to give a quick shout out to all of the footballers premier sponsors we really appreciate everything you guys do thank you for giving back to the pod that keeps it going helps us out with editing and stuff on the back end really appreciate you we're going to be doing some giveaways for you guys soon too by the way We'll be back soon with the new coach in the pro on Thursday, and we will see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.